Well, hello. How are you doing, Whitney? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm about to make a trip. <laughs> it's going to be a, a trip. trip. It's a venture. It's I know. A, I don't even, a voyage. I know. So my family, we, it's kind of a life hack if you think about it, but we um, celebrate our family Christmas in January every year. Um, so we observe Christmas, obviously, on the 25th with our own individual families, but since we're a larger family. So every January, which is pretty great, I get everything on clearance and, you know, doing the thing, getting everything on sale. But so, yeah, our... That is uh, a life hack for sure. Yeah. Our Christmas in January is this weekend. So we're having it at my sister's because she has a fresh baby and I don't want her to travel, so... We're all going up to D.C. It's a 13-hour trip for me. (laughs) That's longer than if I was to drive from Kentucky to where you live. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Billy's a trooper, though. I'll give her that. She's a year and a half, but she's good in the car. And you just took a trip. How was Ashland? Is it Ashland? Asheville? Asheville. (laughs) Asheville. Uh, yeah, we so on our like, was that our third episode? We had Shelby Mossman on, mm-hmm. and she is the third part of this little trio. Um, she turned 30, so we went down to Asheville, North Carolina, and celebrated. It was so cute. It wasn't like a, uh, it's like a city, but there, I guess I'm so used to Nashville where there's like a skyline. There was like one um, skyscraper, I think, and it wasn't even really a skyscraper. Hmm. I think our old folks' home here in Owensboro is taller than the building that was down there. Wow. So, yeah. I didn't realize it was, like, that flat, relatively flat. Mm-hmm. I mean, the mountains are not. There's mountains around it, but, yeah, the city's pretty flat. Yeah. Yeah, but it was fun. We ate some good food. Oh, my gosh. That's the best part about vacation is eating. <laughs> gosh. So good. Well. I'm not even big a dessert person, but we ate some kind of. She got some kind of free apple crisps thing. Oh, my gosh. Delicious. Sounds good. Making me hungry. Well, (laughs) um, so there's this really cool thing that I found on Instagram. It kept popping up because we keep, you know, using the hashtag Opry and blah, blah, blah. So it kept coming up. And so I looked deeper into it. And it's this guy, Ryan Crowder. He is rebuilding Opryland. So he's doing a virtual reality of Opryland USA, which I, it, that's so incredible to me. I know nothing about yeah. <laughs> doing VR, uh-uh. but I did, one of my actors brought in virtual reality and I tried it for the first time. It's so fun. I want an Oculus uh-huh. so bad. Have you ever done VR? I feel like I've done like in the mall or something where they used to have like little stations set up and you could kind of try it. I wasn't vibing with it very much, but <laughs> I want to go, I've always wanted to go to Opryland USA. So there's like pictures of my brother and my parents there and I wasn't in existence yet and I was just so jealous. So I want to go even if it's virtually. So yeah, Ryan, you said? Yes, Ryan Crowder. Ryan hit us up because we want to be the first to experience oh this. Oh my gosh, that would be so fun. So yeah, I commented and I was like, listen, I know nothing about what you're doing and I'm very fascinated. And I said, so just out of curiosity, how long do you project this will take? And he said, mm-hmm. there'll be a couple expansions that he's going to do 
um, that were later built onto Opryland anyway. But the original, right. like from when they first opened, he's going to try to get done by the end of this year, which is oh incredible. Gosh. And so I said, well, would you mind if I talked about this on my podcast? Because I feel like everyone needs to know about it. So mm-hmm. if you're on Instagram, please go to Opryland VR and check him out. Follow him. He's on Facebook. Uh, same same name, Opryland VR. And then he has a website that you can go to. People can even donate uh, to kind of help him get the funds to do what he's doing. And that's OprylandVR.com. So please check that out. It seems beyond cool. I mean, truly. So I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah, that's awesome. Like it's right up our alley. It really is. Of like things that we like. So yeah, yeah so cool. So, Instagram hit the mark. Yeah, right now he's working on the 10 Lizzie's. So if you were around, uh, the 10 Lizzie's are like the old school cars that you could like. Oh, yeah. cool. I know, it's so cool. Are you going to be able to see like um, Roy Acuff and Minnie in there and stuff? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I would love to have Ryan I mean, hop on our podcast and like tell yeah. us all about it. We got to set that up. Sure. For sure. We're already planning season two. Yes. And it's exciting. Can't wait. It is. We got a lot more this season too, but we're we're already excited about season two. So (laughs) yeah. So, okay. So this episode, we're really kind of diving in about the country stars that have, you know, made their way into the limelight, or should we say stage light? There's Mm -hmm. Reba, Dolly, Dwight Yoakam, Tim McGraw, Blake Michelle, and so many more. They've left the country mountains, if you will, for the Hollywood Hills. So let's dive in and take a closer look. So some of the country stars have made it, and they're fantastic. Now, then there's others that kind of should have just stuck to singing. So we'll, t- we'll touch on them first. Uh, poor Jason Aldean. Me, if I ever make it. <laughs> no. I should not act. How do you know? Have you ever uh, acted? Jason Aldean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I did acting in high school, and it was atrocious. But <laughs> so Yeah, Jason Aldean? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, anyway. Uh, yes, Jason Aldean made his acting debut in 2013 in Sweetwater, uh, playing Daniel. He got a few lines, he got to kill some people, how cool, right? But he actually spoiled the movie like an idiot. I don't know if he like he posted to his social platforms or what he did, but it just spoiled it for him. And so clearly people were like, oh, okay. <laughs> Can I say a quick story real quick while we're on Jason Aldean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quick, quick, quick. Okay. So I worked at a PR firm, which is this horrible that I worked at a PR firm and I did this, but I was talking shit about, here I go cussing when I said I wasn't cussing, but (laughs) um, I was talking shit about Jason Aldean. Little did I know his father was in the building. Yikes. And he walked in right after I said it. Yeah. Yeah. So I stuck my foot in my mouth. But anyway, go ahead. See, Nashville. In recent news, I feel like maybe. It's okay. Is it? Well, yeah. (laughs) Um, That is why, like, Nashville is such a tiny community, even though people think it's Mm -hmm. huge. So just don't, you know. Yeah, especially if you work at a PR firm. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) No, the thing was, is I I used to love, like, I love Jason Aldean. I was just like, I wasn't talking about him personally. I was just kind of like, his music's just not it for me anymore. I was like, it's just, he sold out. 
Bye. He He's tired. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I learned lessons in Nashville the hard way. But too, um, yeah, go on about acting. Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, then there is Trace Adkins. He's been in kind of a few things. Uh, so he yeah. started in 1987. Uh, Square Dance. I've never. I've. I feel like I've heard the title, but he was in it. Um, then 13 years later, he was in one episode of 18 Wheels of Justice. Then he was in The Lincoln Lawyer and was in Deepwater Horizon. He actually has 24 acting credits. Uh, to he has his, a show right now on Hulu. Does he? What is yeah, it? Yeah, it's called Monarch. Okay. It's basically, I'm getting the vibe that it's like Nashville, but it's, you know how like a Nashville is like oh, a young artist okay, I've, against yeah. a young, uh, older artist? I think it's more of a family feud kind of country music. It's kind of like Dynasty met Nashville, maybe? Yeah, yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, yes. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he has 24 acting credits to his name throughout the years, but I feel like he's a much, much better singer than he is an actor. But I haven't seen Monarch, so maybe, maybe I need to do that. Will I watch it? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least you are honest. Um, actually, yeah. Trace Atkins, so when I was giving an Opry tour, actually, I wasn't even giving a tour. I was getting the key. So during the show, after, after the show, we have our post-show tours, you know. Well, we have mm-hmm. to get a key to unlock the rest of the dressing rooms that are unlocked or that are locked because a lot of people will like leave and close the door and then it locks them automatically. So mm-hmm. anyway, we two people get to go backstage during the show and kind of get ready for the, sh- the little uh, tour there. And I ran right into him, like quite literally, my body. He's a brick wall. He is an, he actually is a brick wall. He's ginormous and he's just pure muscle. Like mm-hmm. a like a show horse, okay? <laughs> yeah. It kind of hurt, but he was like, "Hello, darling." And I was like, "His Hi. voice is so deep." It's so deep. Oh he's so nice. But yeah, he's ginormous, so. I think he's the country music Fabio. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Like women With his hair. Just, mm, right. <laughs> uh, a lot of stars have made a killing in the acting world and have proven themselves to be a double, sometimes triple threat. And we say that in the industry. I feel like everyone knows that term, but then sometimes I'm like, yeah. do people know what I'm talking about? Um, For example, me. I'm kidding. Blake Shelton. He may not be acting, but he's been on The Voice forever, for like the last 22 years. I know you're you're a big old Miranda Lambert fan, so you're not a fan of Blake. <laughs> um, I'm like mouthing, boo. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of Blake Shelton either, but I do love Gwen Stefani. And while I think it's the weirdest couple ever, I'm like, yeah. all right, fine. Um, let's see. He's been a running star on the... Uh, running star judge on The Voice for, like I said, 22 seasons. I didn't even know there were that many seasons. I thought there were like seven seasons. There's 22. <sighs> 22? Uh-huh. What the heck? Do they have two seasons a year? I don't know. They they have to. <laughs> I didn't even know it was on that long. Give Blake a rest, for God's sake. Well, it's funny. I don't <laughs> like the man, but he needs to rest. <laughs> funny you say that because he actually recently announced that he's going to leave the show after the 23rd season. So that's either got to be whatever we're in now, if it's even showing or the next, (laughs) 
whatever the next season is. Um, Let's see. That's where he met Gwen, as everybody knows. He got hitched. He won the show as a coach nine times. Um, I actually know somebody who had him as a coach on The Voice. Her name's Mary Sarah Gross. Um, Yeah, and I was like, wow. The seven degrees of separation are so real. It's crazy. It is crazy. Very very weird. It is crazy. Two of his past winners are Cassidy Pope and Danielle Bradbury. And they're pretty well known in the country mm-hmm. country world now. Um, another star that absolutely smashed it was Reba McIntyre. Hey! Hey! <laughs> hey! Um, she has two shows out on TV right now. Two. Is she in Monarch 2? No, okay. she has her. I think her new show starts this week. It's the ha- Reba Mac. It's called Reba McIntyre's The Hammer. She plays an attorney, a badass attorney. Oh, or stop. Something. Okay. And then she's in the show called Big Sky. And in both of these shows, her new husband's in it too. So they're a little. They, they got their little acting couple mm, era going on. But mm, mm. yeah, you know, if you Reba. didn't know, and please correct me, Whitney, because you're going to know better than I do. Reba McIntyre and Kelly Clarkson are related through marriage because wasn't Kelly Clarkson married to her son or stepson? So Reba is now divorced from that guy, but Reba's ex-husband's son, who's not Reba's son, so Reba's stepson was married to Kelly. Okay, and they just got divorced because that was a pretty nasty divorce. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I loved... Reba, not only was that opening song an absolute banger, and yes. the little 13-year-old me was like <laughs> jamming out to that, right? <laughs> a single mom who works too hard, who loves I felt it in my soul. Never stops. <laughs> With oh. gentle hands in the heart of a fighter. Ding, 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 ding. I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor. Oh, I messed that up. No, I'm not the singer. You are. I'll leave you to it. Um, No, that was like a staple in every household in the 2000s. Yeah. Like you come home from school, you make you some ramen noodles or pizza rolls, and you sit down and watch you some Barbara Jean and Reba up to shenanigans. I was absolutely in love with Van, who plays, he's played by Steve Howey. Yes. Mm. That's the epitome of like, Guys, I have a crush on. Yes. I <laughs> he's just goofy. Felt, he's so goofy. <laughs> I yes. I was like and now he's in Shameless or was because Shameless ended. Yes. Yes. Still hot. Um, mm-hmm. let's see. Oh, she was also in Tremors, which I find so crazy, yeah. but that's like actually where she like proved herself. People thought her performance mm-hmm. was amazing. And then of course she played Annie Oakley and Annie Get Your Gun on Broadway. So she's a triple threat. Who we couldn't definitely. (laughs) Definitely. She definitely makes a case for being one, if not the best singer turn actor. Because her talents are unmatched. However, there is Dolly Parton. Okay. My queen. My absolute Mm -hmm. queen. Dolly took on the challenging task of writing all of the songs for the musical Nine to Five, which is wild. Um, when does she sleep? No, she doesn't sleep, actually. She's a, um, a superhero. Actually. She really is. I don't understand. Uh, of course, the national touring Broadway version is based on the movie, the 1980 movie, which she starred in. 
of course, and wrote the hit, hit song for. Opening on Broadway in April of 2009, the show received four Tony nominations, including Parton's Nod for Best Original Score. Impressively, the show also wow. received 15 Drama Desk nominations, but only saw one win for Allison Janney sorry, for Outstanding Actress in a Musical. Now, I love Allison Janney. I love her so much. I don't know. Yes, don't know yes. Is. Maybe I would if I saw her. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to like think of she. Have you seen The Help? <gasps> yes. Okay, she plays the mom who's like has cancer. Oh, She's in so many yes. things. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Was she in Juno? Yes. Thank you. Yes, okay, she okay. was. Okay. Yeah, I know who you're talking about now. Um, in 1982, Parton enjoyed success as the star of the movie version of the musical The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas with Burt Reynolds. I've actually never, I've seen, never that seen that one. I've never seen that, but I need to. I haven't yeah, seen me it. either. We, we need to have a movie night. Uh, she yeah. was nominated for Best Actress in a Motion Picture, Comedy, or Musical. She wrote all the music for Dumplin' on Netflix. Snaps, Loved snaps, it. snaps. I mean, I love I that love movie. that soundtrack too. I truly mm-hmm. do. Such a good movie. Uh, she produced Code of Many Colors and a few other original Dolly TV movies, like her holiday movies, which cracks me up. Christmas Code of Many Colors. <laughs> I love you, Dolly, but come on, bro. Um, and then. Of course, Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. Some of her other credits include Unlikely Angel, which I really want to watch because the cover is super cute. Beverly mm-hmm. Hillbillies, the 1993 movie version. Straight Talk, Wild Texas with Gary Busey. Joyful Noise with um, Queen Latifah. Did you see that one? No. Oh my is it rough? I love Dolly. I, it was cringe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so cringe. I believe it. I believe it. Um, Blue Valley Songbird, Hannah Montana movie, because if you guys don't know this, she's Miley Cyrus's godmother. So, mm-hmm. hello, fairy godmother. <laughs> um, Frank McCluskey, CI, Rhinestone, A Smoke Mountain, A Smoky Mountain Christmas, and of course, one of my top three favorite movies of all time, Steel Magnolias. Heck yes. Um, if anyone gives Reba a run for her money, I would say it's Dolly. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, there's a power couple, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. They've both been in a few movies and TV shows. They're currently both starring in the Yellowstone prequel series, 1883, which actually they're quite incredible in. That's a fantastic prequel. And speaking of Yellowstone real quick, Lainey Wilson is in the show right now. She plays one of the Cowboys yes. girlfriends. I really need to watch that show. I feel like it's my vibe. Oh, it but so is. I'm so obsessed. I I'm so obsessed. Beth Dutton, her mouth is a little wild, which is crazy <laughs> coming from me of all people, but she's so spicy. And I'm like, heck yes, bro. Um, Tim McGraw was in Blindside, Flicka. Friday Night Lights, which earned him a Best Male Breakthrough performance at the MTV Movie Awards, and a movie that I think is super cringe, Country Strong. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Okay. So, want to know a fun fact? It had some good music. Yes. On one of the stages they perform at, I don't know which scene it is, 
but that's at the Jackson Theater in TPAC. And Jeffrey Int, my Not Jeffrey. hubby-a-boo, worked on that. And he has a photo of him like client, like on one of these decking risers. And there mm-hmm. are so many mannequins in the seats. So I will post that as part of our uh, partner post. I'll post yeah. that picture. So it wasn't like human beings. Some were human beings, seat? but that's movie magic, baby. Okay. You want to you want to fill those yeah. seats, you get fake people. <laughs> <laughs> they should just call Belmont. Everybody would have volunteered. I mean, honestly, you know. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, no, but that movie, so my favorite songwriter is Natalie Hemby. She wrote most of the music for that uh, for that movie and then she wrote a lot for um what was that with bradley cooper and lady gaga oh a star is born a star is born she wrote a lot of songs on that uh, movie as well she's my absolute fave songwriter i really liked that movie you know it's a remake right a star is born. yeah i think it's been remade like four three or four times chris christopherson we'll talk about it later but he actually was the star of the original one with barbara streisand Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Judy Garland's done a version, I think. Oh, right? okay. Well, then, he, obviously, he was not in the original. Judy Garland had to. I think it's it's been made like three or four times. I need to watch all of them. Yep. I do love me some Gaga. She's not a country star, but she's a singer turned actress, and she, wow. She can sing. She can act. She can sing. Mm-hmm. She can do everything. She's a witch. <laughs> Triple threat. <laughs> Uh, but let's see. Oh, Tim McGraw was also in Black Cloud, Tomorrowland, and The Shack. None of which I've heard of except Tomorrowland. <laughs> um, Faith Hill has a short, a short, short, short acting resume with only a few credits, including Touched by an Angel. Do you remember that show, Touched by an Angel? That mm-hmm. is a 90s throwback. When I read that, I was like, wow. My mom used to watch Touched it. By I don't remember. Maybe if I saw it. Um, she was in an indie film called Dixieland and a couple TV series, but she starred in Stepford Wives with Nicole Kidman, and I love that movie. Never seen it. It's unhinged, but I like it a lot. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> I think my mom and sister went to see it, but I didn't. Well, I won't. Ruin it looked kind of weird. Um, okay, I'm. I'm. I may get a lot of hate for this one. Why will Carrie Underwood... <laughs> you will not get hate from me. You will not get hate from me. Go okay, ahead. well... What? Speak your truth. <laughs> and this is like... Okay, anyway. <laughs> I'm such a hater. Well, facts are facts. <laughs> if you suck at, at acting, you just do. So Carrie Underwood, going into that, you know, she may be a fantastic singer and good for her, brava. I watched her on American Idol and everything. Great, 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 whatever. Um, she's a horrible actress. <laughs> and I know that's just my opinion, but wow. Okay. This is our podcast and you're going to hear our opinion. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. We own this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was in Soul Surfer, which she was okay in. And, and honestly, I think the only reason she was okay in it is because she played a youth pastor. And since she's so Christian, I think it was kind of like her comfort zone. And that's great. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. there wasn't much acting she had to do. Do you know what I mean? When you play a part that you're super familiar with, I don't know. Anyway, um, when they made her the lead in the TV live production on NBC of The Sound of Music, 
Wow. Why do they do that stuff? It was super cringe. I get I get that they're wanting to introduce Broadway to different crowds and stuff, and so maybe they can pull them in by putting stars in there. But how would you feel if your dream role was taken by Carrie Underwood? Just, just because she's Carrie Underwood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd be like so mad. It was but awful. I get it. It truly was awful. I'll never forget it. I was working at Chaffin's Barn. It was playing while we had a show. So during intermission, we all like tuned in because we were very curious. And it was horrible. It was so cringe. I didn't tune in. I really hate it for her. I really do. (laughs) Do you? I do. I do hate it for her because that's embarrassing. (laughs) Okay. I mean, she's not affected, really. She's freaking in Las Vegas doing residency right now. I mean, I I guess, but for singing what she's good at. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Let me just say, as someone whose life and career is in live theater, those actors kill it. Like, live theater actors, they do kill it. Um, mm-hmm. There are no reshoots, do-overs, etc. Like, what you're doing on stage, <laughs> that's it, baby. <laughs> and it can be, like, super scary. I've had... I've had tech crew, like, break bones during a show. I've had all sorts of stuff happen. Live theater is not for the weak-hearted. And so to throw little Miss Carrie Underwood from a cornfield in Oklahoma just right on in there, that, Mm. yeah. They did her dirty. They set her up. They kind of did. It's being an an actor on in live theater is, to me, one of the most vulnerable careers you can possibly have. Yeah. You know, you, I don't know. There's no editing. performances in front of an audience? And then on top of that, it's on live TV. Is that how it goes? Well, I think so. Okay. Kind of in a way like Peter Pan, that was all in a studio. I don't know if they had a live audience, but when it's live, like they just didn't cut, you know what I mean? Like they just kept Mm -hmm. going. Um, I did watch the live version of Grease that NBC did because I really wanted to see Vanessa Hudgens play Rizzo. And was she good? Yeah, she was actually good. And yeah. much to her credit, her father had passed away like right before they started shooting or something mm. wild like that. And I'm like, how did you even get through that? I truly do oh, not yeah, know. Oh, yeah, I think she like found out like right when she was going on that day or something i mean truly like could be 15 minutes before or something yeah um yeah so i really have to give credit where credit's due to these actors who do live tv live theater all that kind of stuff and i've had my actors beat themselves up over a shitty performance and it's hard work but carrie just can't she can't do live theater (laughs) she just cannot i'm sorry girl (laughs) stick to what you know you know it had to have been nerves because she didn't sound good and the woman can sing. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. She can sing. Okay. Sang. Like, she really can. Okay. Let me say this. Yeah, she might have sucked, but we have to give her the benefit of the doubt that she tried to do something, branch out. I'm going to give her that. Yeah. We'll give her that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We'll give her that. <laughs> we'll give her that. But, like, even Allison Williams with Peter Pan, that was horrendous. <gasps> Peter Pan was embarrassing. You know how you get uh, secondhand embarrassment all the time? I rarely yeah. do, and I definitely did that night. 
oh my god that's why i don't watch those things because i just know it's like inevitable that you're just gonna cringe it's, that time it's not great and they just did um beauty and the beast and they throw they threw shania twain in there as mrs potts <laughs> <laughs> i love shania but what the and was they, she good w- no I really hate to say it. I really hate to say that. But my friend Doug was playing it during intermission because we had a show, right? And Mm -hmm. he was like, listen to this. And I was just appalled. (laughs) I really was. I was like, these people have got to stop, dude. They've got to stop. They just need to stick to Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. Carrie's just got to stick to singing. That's the gift that God gave her. You know, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But like, some of us are not triple threats, and we just need to accept it. There's a time and place where you just come to terms with. Listen, I am not a Broadway actress. Yeah, there's. I'm a, not an actress at all. There's a. Those. I can't act to save my life. I need to sit it out. You have that self awareness though, and that's honorable. <laughs> I'm glad you do, or else we'd be having a talk. <laughs> They throw you in as like, I don't know, the magic carpet for Aladdin and you're like, (laughs) I can lay down. Okay, I can lay down on the stage and flop around like I'm a rug. You're a boo. (laughs) I mean, a carpet. (laughs) Oh, man. Too much. Okay. Um, All right. So I'm just going to run through this list. I really hope I don't bore people, but there's about 30 other uh, singers that went into acting. Okay. So real quick, Dwight Yoakam. I actually did not know Dwight Yoakam was a country star. I thought he was what? just an actor. I know. I know. He's from, he's a Kentucky boy. I'm so sorry. But so he was in Panic Room Sling Blade. I freaking love Sling Blade with Billy Bob Thornton. Have you ever seen it? Nope. Okay. Um, and he was in, I'm about to butcher the crap out of this. The Three Burials of Melquiades Estrada? I don't know. I tried. Melquiades Estrada. I got this down before we started, and it just takes (laughs) me like 17 times to say it. (laughs) Um, Taylor Swift, also cringe at acting. Uh, She was in Valentine's Day. (laughs) She's just. I remember there was like. She's just. (laughs) There was J14 magazines. When that came out, I used to, did you ever get the J14 magazines? No. They had like pop culture and stuff in it, but there was a scene where she's like dancing on the field, like pumping her chest. Yeah, she's <laughs> a, like, she was a cheerleader in that. She was actually dating. Oh, no. um, oh my God. Taylor, Taylor Lautner. Lautner. Thank you. <laughs> um, she was in one episode of CSI because she loves that show. and she, That was a good episode. All right, that was a good okay, episode. Fine. She did. She did her. She did her thing. All right. she came I in. I eat my words. Then you're a fantastic actress <laughs> for your one CSI episode. She voiced Audrey in the Lorax and played Rosemary in the Giver. Actually, a lot of people loved her in the Giver. So maybe it was just Valentine's Day. I don't know. She was young. Uh, then there's good old Billy Ray Cyrus, Robbie Ray Stewart. <laughs> you know, what was that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the show. I kind of miss the Hannah Montana boat. Like, it came right after I was, quote-unquote, 
too old to like watch mm. the Disney Channel show. Like that's so Raven yeah. and Sister Sister and Smart Guy and stuff. That was my time. Hannah Montana, yeah. Jonas Brothers, all that. That was you and Shelby's time. I kind of was. So I didn't see like the last season of Hannah Montana, but I could still hang on to certain things because I had a two. I had a sister that was two years younger than me. So, like, whatever she was watching, mm-hmm. I was watching, too. So, okay. I kind of got to stay in the Disney world a little bit longer. All right. And I loved it. So, yeah, he was it. obviously Miley's dad in Hannah Montana show and movie. And then he played Dr. Clint Cassidy on Doc. Like, yes. even the poster is Billy, Billy Ray Cyrus, Doc. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> That's where Miley, right, that was Ray. Miley's first acting Job. Oh, okay. I need to watch these. And Mulholland Drive. Never, Never heard of whatever. it. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Cash was in The Pride of uh, Jesse Hallam, Murder of Cowenta County. And he played in a lot of like different TV series and shows, just either as himself or like a character. So he would make guest appearances a lot. But he was in Columbo, too. I did not know he was in Columbo. What the heck? Yeah. I don't know if he played himself or if he played a character, but he was in Columbo. Hmm. Um, what a time to be alive. You know, to like be watching mm-hmm. a show and there's Johnny Cash. Yeah. That's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, Julianne Huff, Footloose, Rock of Ages, Safe Haven, Dirty Grandpa, which I don't remember her being in. Um, and she says that she was an extra in the first Harry Potter Sorcerer's Stone. I, Everybody says that. I have seen Harry Potter <laughs> so many times, and never once have I saw your little blonde face, okay? Uh, I'm going to have to, like, figure that out. She's also a judge on Dancing with the Stars, of course. Toby Keith was in Broken Bridges and Beer for My Horses, but that's literally it. <laughs> so... Cool, Toby. Broken Bridges had my dad in a chokehold. My dad loved that movie, and he would make me sing the song that the, his daughter on that show sang all the time. I mean, my dad was in a literal love affair with that movie. Well, I've never seen it, so sorry to disappoint you, <laughs> Paul. <laughs> it's so good. He's going to be like, listen, we're going to watch it. Uh, Chris Christopherson, like I said, was in A Star is Born in 1978 with Barbara Streisand. He was in the Blade Trilogy, Payback, Planet of the Apes. My parents love Planet of the Apes. Uh, The Last Movie and Texas Rising. Glenn Campbell was in True Grit, Norwood, Players, and other TV movies. Leanne Rimes was in Northern Lights, Real Love, and of course, Coyote Ugly. Jeff loves Coyote Ugly. That's a good. Such a good movie. It is a good one. Um, and Piper, you know Piper. Um, Mm -hmm. she is now in Yellowstone too, so that's a little weird. But oh, yeah. Uh, Miranda Lambert, your girl. She was in one whole episode of Law and Order SVU. I watched it as it as it debuted. Yeah, she played like a chick named Lacey Ford or something. Is that right? (laughs) Yeah, she got like sexually assaulted. Always in the that show. Did. Yeah. Yeah. It's always in that show. <laughs> Randy Hauser played Cad Skinner in Ambush and at Dark Canyon, and he played alongside Kit Brooks from Brooks and Dunn. Mm-hmm. Um, Kit Brooks was obviously in that. He was also in Toe Appomattox. 
I'm sorry that I butchered that. Appomattox. Okay, thank you. Um, Born Wild, which was a mini series. Trisha Yearwood has her own cooking show. She's fantastic. I actually love her cooking show. I love it too. Um, and she played Lieutenant Commander Teresa Coulter in the 90s drama Jag. Okay. Yeah, they kept bringing her back. She like killed it, apparently. People loved her in it. George Strait was in Pure Country and voiced Cornell in King of the Hill, which is funny I love to me. King of the Hill. You, I've never I love, seen that it. That is my. It is for you would die. It is my comfort show. It's so funny. All right. So I'll funny. have to watch it. My bear, my mom didn't let me watch The Simpsons, South Park, King of the Hill, oh, anything like that. Mine either, but I just started watching King of the Hill like last year and I was dying. I was like, this is so it kind of like pokes fun at like country humor. And like some, I don't know, you just have to watch it. All right. So I'll good. give it a go. I'll give it a go. Darius Rucker was in Shallow Howl. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> don't either. I've seen that movie a lot too. Um, that that's one of those movies that doesn't age very well, but I think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, here we go. Jana Kramer. Mm. She was in Friday Night Lights, which I hated her character in it. I hated it. Never she was in nine oh two one oh, which I hated her character in it. She always plays the <laughs> bitch. Okay, she just does. And I'm more good at that. Well, and she played Alex Dupree on One Tree Hill. Ah! Listen, I love One Tree Hill. I'm still so jealous that you went to see like the shooting sites and everything of One Tree Hill. We still yes. need to do that. We have to go. Hey, when I went there though, the uh, little table that Nathan and Haley sat at that they did their little study session at mm-hmm. out by the river, it was gone. The bullet or the bolts were like taken up, so it was gone. And then the bridge that um, Luke like is playing basketball, like going across in the in the the theme song, mm-hmm. that was under construction. But oh. I did get to see uh, Lucas Scott's house, and that was cool. All right, well we'll have to go cool. back. Hopefully that bridge will be open. Um, here's a story about Jana Kramer. I don't know how true it is. I'm just going to go ahead and throw that disclaimer out there, but it came from a pretty reliable source. And, um, apparently, so Kelsey Ballerini, before she became, you know, how big she is now, she opened for Jana Kramer one, uh, like one tour mm-hmm. and everyone loved Kelsey and apparently when Kelsey went backstage, Jana Kramer was like, you, you really need to bring it down because everyone loves you. And when I go out there, like they need to love me more. This sounds like um, a story I heard about Eric Church on the Rascal Flats tour. Everybody went wild for, for uh, Eric Church and Rascal Flats was like, took him off the tour. Completely. That's effed up. But I believe it. <laughs> Jana, I've never met this chick in my entire life, but just based on the characters she plays on TV, I'm like, I could see that. I could see that. Um, mm-hmm. Randy Travis. I did not know Randy Travis went to Hollywood, maybe. <laughs> but he was in Matlock, Black Dog, Fire Down Below, Christmas on the Bayou. How sweet. Yeah, buddy. Willie Nelson. So here's a little bit about Willie Nelson. First of all, he's not an Opry member because he he's not really allowed to be because of what he stands for <laughs> weed. Um, but there, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. 
I was just thinking, I know I can think of one person that's on the Opry all the time that they open their tour bus and we just billows out of it. Uh-huh. JJ. You know what I'm talking about? I think so. Jamie Johnson. Oh. Jamie Johnson. He don't care. He no. don't give two Fs. <laughs> no, I didn't know. Um, with or without acting, Willie Nelson will always be an icon. That bandana and those braids. I mean, hello. Okay. Especially in the country music world, of course. He made his first on-screen appearance in 1978's The Rockford Files before quickly moving to the big screen in 1979 with Electric Horseman. Over the years, Nelson has now appeared in around 50 different roles across film and television and all kinds of genres. And fans love to see him, but really it's only because it's Willie Nelson. Uh, his iconic nature really means that not a lot is asked for him in his many roles. So while he has had a lot of success in acting, he's also not that great. So people kind of just have him because he's Willie Nelson. Yeah. I feel like he, he was on King of Hill too, King of the Hill. And then he was also, have you ever seen the show Monk? Um, No, but I know, I know what you're talking about. I love Monk. That's a funny show. He was on that. Okay. Did he play himself? Yes. Okay. Monk was going to a Willie Nelson concert. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> uh, Kelly Pickler, she's one of the sweetest people on the entire planet. She has her own talk show. I've been to it. Yes. Although, I don't know if it exists anymore. I think COVID kind of uh-uh. destroyed it. Yeah. She's the greatest meet and greet that I ever got to witness and work. She was oh, so Oh, yeah. Sweet. I think I re- episode three. I think you talked episode about that. Episode three reference. <laughs> Um, and then Kelly Clarkson, she had that movie from Justin to Kelly after American. She talks about how much she absolutely hates that movie. <laughs> and she had to do it per contract, apparently. And then, of course, she has her own talk show. I truly love Kelly Clarkson, but she does this thing with her guests where she just constantly cuts them off. I'm like, bro, can you let them talk? <laughs> That's why you have a talk show. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it murders me. I can't even watch her show because of it. But if she didn't do that, I would love it. I need to get cable so I can keep up with all this. I mean, I, I watch a lot of her stuff through reels. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, then gotcha. we've got a few musical theater folks too, which really <laughs> makes me feel all warm and fuzzy. Roger. Yes, I knew that would. I gotta say though. Right up your alley. It, it really is. And I gotta say, I haven't heard of a lot of these people. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Roger Miller, he has the hit King of the Road. He wrote Big River, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, and later replaced John Goodman in the role of Huck's father, Pap. He won seven Tony Awards for his show. That is so cool. Nashville Rep did Big River. Like, you know, while I was an intern, it was a couple years before me. Mm-hmm. So Jeff worked on that. He loved that show. Uh, Gary Morris, he placed 16 songs on the top 10 Billboard country music charts, including the original version of The Wind Beneath My Wings in 1983. But at the height of his Nashville recording career, he was like, bye, (laughs) and bravely played opposite Linda Ronstadt in the New York Shakespeare Festival production of Puccini's opera La Boheme. And then he accepted the lead role of Jean Valjean in Les Miserables on Broadway. My dad loves mm. Les Miserables. That's a hard, that's a, it's a long one. Cry. My dad cries. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tearjerker. 
the platinum-selling, Grammy-winning cast album actually features Morris singing Bring Him Home. He's proud of his New York accomplishments. Morris became the first person in history to sing opera on the stage of the Grand Ole Opry, which I thought was a fun fact. So I felt like I needed oh, to include it. Um, let's see. Kenny Rogers. He wrote and starred in The Toy Shop, which was a Christmas musical off-Broadway. So if you're not familiar with Broadway, so there's, in New York, there's Broadway, right? Wicked, mm-hmm. all these huge shows. And there's off-Broadway. And then there's off-off-Broadway. And to be quite honest, some of the best shows I've ever seen were off and off-off-Broadway. Nice. So, yeah. If you ever get a chance, Broadway's fantastic, don't get me wrong, but check out the off and off-off-Broadway shows. Uh, Kenny Rogers was also in The Gambler. Laura Bell Bundy, speaking of big Broadway, Laura Bell Bundy played Amber um, in Hairspray. She played Galinda in Wicked, and she was the original Elle Woods in Legally Blonde the Musical on Broadway. I actually did not know she was a country Kentucky. music star until I saw her, and I was like, what? <laughs> Yeah. That's cool. She's from good old Kentucky. Is she? Kentucky. Mm-hmm. She's a fantastic Elle Woods and Galinda, I must oh, say. Oh, yeah. Uh, KT Oslin. I have not heard of KT Oslin. She's a redhead. That's all I know. Oh, well, okay. she was in West Side Story, Promises, Promises, fantastic musical, and Hello, Dolly. There's a song in Promises, Promises called T- Turkey Lurkey Time, and it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, it's great. You should check it out. Um, Tom Wopat. Wopat. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> uh, became the host of Nashville Network's primetime country nightly TV show. He starred as Frank Butler with Bernadette Peters and Annie Get Your Gun. He was in Chicago. He was in 42nd Street, Glengarry, Glenn Ross, and Catch Me If You Can. Tex Ritter. I've heard of Tex Ritter because he's the father of John mm-hmm. Ritter. Uh, John Ritter. He, he was in The New Moon in 1928, Green Grow, The Lilacs in 1930, The Roundup 1932, and was one of the founding members, this is fun, of the Country Music Association and led the effort to build the Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum. That is so cool. Right? I didn't know that. Um, and then last, but I guess not least, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> some respect on her name (laughs) actually she is who i voted for in american idol i won't lie diana degarmo she's actually so sweet i've met her she's very very nice she's too nice honestly um i would not call her country but okay she joined john rich of all people for cmt's gone country reality tv series and then released it i forgot i've never seen that um, then released an acoustic t- um, EP titled Unplugged in Nashville. I write, I wrote TP, which is toilet paper. <laughs> but it's definitely an EP. Sorry, Diana. Um, she also played Penny in Hairspray. She would be the best Penny. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I wish I could see that. And then landed Hair, which is wild. Hair's raunchy in 2010 and got to play Doralee Rhodes in 9 to 5, which was Dolly's character in the movie. So that, (laughs) no pressure, you know? So as you can tell, a lot of folks haven't been satisfied with just singing. They love that camera. 
what, what, which ones surprise you the most? Oh, let me see. I think I never knew Darius Rucker was in Shallow House. Me neither. I need to watch that again. And I guess the other ones I've kind of known about. Yeah, that was the one that was like, that shook me. I didn't know Ramsey Hauser could even act. Well, maybe he can. What about you? (laughs) Oh, yeah, true. Um, Yeah, definitely Darius Rucker. Um, Randy Travis surprised me, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, And then Johnny Cash. I didn't know Johnny Cash made appearance. And Toby Keith. I had no idea about Toby Keith. So... Yeah, and then I was more so surprised that Cora Bell Bundy was a country music star. <laughs> I'm trying to remember her song. It was like, it was really hokey pokey. I know that. It was like, come on, get your boots, let's go with a bee ba dee ba dee something like that. Like it was trying too hard. <laughs> well, oh. You know you know oh. a song that I love so much that's pretty underrated? Um, Ho Down, Throw Down from Hannah Montana movie. <laughs> That is a country music classic. The down, right there. Down, throw down. I really <laughs> hope you play that at your wedding whenever you have a wedding. Oh. If and when it will be there. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I'm going to go to your DJ. We need to pump this up. You need to play that hoe down, throw down. <laughs> Get Hannah Montana on the track. Yeah. Well, well. And then let's see. Um, we of course have one more singer actor that may have been the biggest and that of course is Mr. Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley. Uh, Elvis went across genres a lot. He was pop. He was into R&B. He dabbled in country. He got a lot of his roots in country and, uh, blues R&B from growing up in Memphis. So, um... It's kind of random because tonight is the Golden Globes and Austin Butler, who played Elvis in the um, the film about Elvis, called Elvis, uh, this past year, he is nominated for Best Actor and he's the youngest one in that category. Oh, wow. I personally think he's going to win. Okay. And I haven't seen any of the other nominees. Um, and I was really apprehensive to go see that movie because... Um, did were you on TikTok at the time where everyone was showing videos of Austin Butler doing his Elvis voice? No. Okay, so I guess he got he did the method acting yeah. situation. So he took on the persona of Elvis like so dang seriously that act, after filming he would do interviews and he would still have that Elvis like voice going on. It was so cringe, but um, I went to see it with my mom and my mama and I literally bawled my eyes out. At the end. It was such a good performance. Um, But all this to say that the movie was uh, based on Elvis. And um, it featured a lot of, again, where he went into uh, the influence of blues music. And it shined a light on country. It even featured country stars like Jimmy Rogers and Hank Snow. Who Elvis uh, toured with in the beginning of his career. And... Beyond being a music star, uh, he also found success in the box office with 31 movies that were produced between 1956 and 1969. Wow. Now, a lot of people may know this already, but if you haven't seen the movie, the movie shines a bright light on the manipulative 
relationship between Elvis and his manager, Tom Parker. So the movies were a ploy because Tom Parker was, um, he was not a U.S. citizen, I believe. And so he didn't want Elvis to go on world tours. Like, if you think of Elvis, you think, oh, he, he toured the world. No, he didn't. He was stuck in the U.S. because his manager didn't want him to go overseas. So the movies were a way to keep him uh, doing different projects. And they were, even though Elvis hated doing these movies, the movies were a box office hit. And they made Buku's of money. And whether Elvis made that money or Parker got the majority of the money is up in the air. But um, Elvis is not only known for his music success, but also his movie success. And... While we were talking about this, I thought I would go on. So the country music genre itself has the best track record when it comes to Academy Awards. So these are stars that have been nominated for Oscars for playing country music stars. Hmm. And it's not country music stars that they can be a fictional country star in the movie or it can be a real country star like they're portraying like a documentary kind of movie. So Jeff Bridges... In Crazy Heart, he played the fictional singer Bad Blake. Joaquin Phoenix, he played in Walk the Line. He played Johnny Cash in that movie. I love that movie. Uh, Jessica Lang, we spoke about this movie in episode two. Uh, it was called Sweet Dreams, and she played uh, Patsy Cline in that. And then Ronnie Blake played in the movie, it's from the 70s, called Nashville. Oh, and she played God. the fictional star Barbara Jean. Have you seen that movie? I own it. It's horrendous. It is. It is neat to see because they film in the Grand Ole Opry and they film at the airport and stuff in that movie. Oh, yeah. But it is so weird. It's so... I <laughs> literally don't know what it's about. No. I was so lost. But yeah, seeing the locations are what make that movie cool. It was... Yeah, it was neat. And it just seems like a movie that I would like, but if you watch it, it's just so random. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Duvall, he was in Tender Mercies and he played the fictional singer Max Sledge. Sissy Spacek. Uh, played Loretta Lynn in Coal Miner's Daughter, and Reese Witherspoon uh, played in Walk the Line, and she played June Carter Cash. The last three people I mentioned, Robert Duvall, Sissy Spacek, and Reese Witherspoon, all won Oscars for their performances as country music stars. So country music definitely has a space in Hollywood for sure. Yes, it does. Sometimes, What would you say is your favorite... What would you say is your favorite... Um, performance by a country star in like a TV show or a movie. Oh, wow. Uh, well, I really love Steel Magnolias with Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. Is that what you were asking? <laughs> yeah. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> was that the question? It was. Okay, great. Yes. Um, Dolly Parton and Steel In my Magnolias. head, it made sense. I don't know if it came out. <laughs> no, I was... <laughs> don't worry about me. I'm fine. Um, I was looking at the nominations with Austin Butler, to be honest with you. And oh. I, I don't know if he'll win. But um, yeah, I really love that. I also am obsessed with Walk the Line. So even though... Mm-hmm. Country music stars aren't in that movie. I think Reese Witherspoon did a phenomenal job playing June Carter, and Joaquin oh, yeah. Joaquin Phoenix played Johnny Cash perfectly. What about you? I feel so. I, I just. I. What am I trying to say? <laughs> did you forget your own question? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I'm repetitive, but. 
Sissy Spacek as Loretta oh, Lynn obviously. was obviously. like amazing. That's what started my love for Loretta Lynn was I watched that movie growing up. But um, love Reba. Oh, yeah. Um, Dolly, anything she's in. George Strait in Pure Country. That was another movie that I watched growing up. I loved it. I've never seen it. I guess um, I should. I did want to mention, so I mentioned all the um, nominations that were for someone playing either a fictional country star or they were playing a real-life country star. But um, Jamie Foxx went on to play Ray Charles. Mm. Great movie. movie. I saw it when I was like 10 years old. Wouldn't suggest. (laughs) Um, But great (laughs) movie. My parents were like, great movie. Um, So Ray explored a lot of different genres, including country, and he has said that when he was growing up, he would tune into the Grand Ole Opry, and he ended up making an Opry performance or Opry appearance on October 12th, 1983, and he released a two-volume album called Modern Sounds in Country and Western Music. So he definitely needs to be in that category, Um, and Jamie Foxx did a awesome job of playing Ray Charles. Yeah, he did. I, I believe. The picture of Ray Charles on the Opry actually hangs backstage. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I gotta say, I'm gonna give Tim McGraw some serious credit because I think he's a fantastic actor. I love he him is. in The Blind Side. Mm-hmm. Loved him in Friday Night Lights. I love Tim McGraw. Love him in 1883. He's great. Mm-hmm. He's great. Yeah. Sometimes we have mm-hmm. stars that should stay in the country scene. <laughs> but a lot of times we do get absolutely blessed when a country star steps off stage and onto a set and gives us some of the best sitcoms, movies, and TV shows. And I wonder who will be next. It's not Whitney Merritt. <laughs> should I end right there? <laughs> yeah. We want to thank y'all for listening to Spillin' the Tea. Whitney Merritt and Liz Ent are co-hosts and co-producers. The show is edited by Jeff Ent, and the theme song was performed and recorded by Sam Mays, a.k.a. Chumsky. Follow us on Facebook and our Instagram at Spillin' the Tea underscore podcast for show updates, partner posts, source material, and contact info for any business inquiries. Be sure to rate us whether you listen on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Thank y'all again so much for listening, and y'all come back now, you hear? <laughs>